You don't have to quit your nine to five to travel the world and travel well. Don't believe me? Then keep listening to the Erica James Travel Show. Erica James is the travel diva who's got you covered. You're about to receive the latest scoop and insider travel secrets and tips that will make your next trip your best trip. Erica isn't only going to inspire you to travel, she's going to make you a better traveler. Now, let's start the show. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's your girl, Erica James, better known as EJ, the Travel Diva. Welcome to the Erica James Travel Show. You are listening to episode number 81. And I got a question for all of you out there. Are you traveling today because of business or pleasure? Do you remember people used to ask that when you get on the plane? Are you traveling for business or pleasure? And we would answer either one or the other. But nowadays, the answer is both. I'm traveling for both. I'm traveling for business and pleasure. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about a thing called leisure travel, both business and pleasure. Okay, y'all, let me start off by saying the cliche phrase. If I knew then what I know now, it would have been on and popping when I first got out of college. It was a different time than when I graduated from Middle Tennessee State University, MTSU. Go, go Blue Raiders. But anyway, I digress. But anyway, okay, okay, okay. It was, it was a different time then. There was no social media. There was no traveling and posting for the gram. And I didn't understand the power of travel when I got my first job out of college. Now, my first job out of college was with a healthcare marketing company in which I did marketing for different hospitals. I had no hospitals in Tennessee, which meant that I had to travel to some of my clients every once in a while, you know, outside of Nashville, outside of Tennessee. Now, I am just a little black girl from East Nashville. At the time, I didn't know anything about traveling. I mean, my travel consisted of going back and forth from Nashville to California, you know, child of divorce. So I went to school in Nashville. And then in the summer, I went to visit my dad in California. They put me on a plane and I went to California for the summer and came back. That was pretty much my travel. Okay. So I didn't know anything about making the most of a destination that I'm traveling to when my company is paying. Now, I didn't know anything about this back when I graduated from college. And some of you may not know this now. Some of you may not have tried this. So I'm schooling you on this because I have wasted a lot of valuable years because I didn't know what I know now. But we're going to change all of that in this episode. And I'm going to school you on leisure travel, on how to take your company travel to the next level. Because when I graduated from college and I had this job of this healthcare marketing and they would send me on these different trips to visit these different hospitals, I literally flew into the destination, did my job, stayed in the hotel and left nothing extra. 
If I had a job today that had me traveling, I would be making the most of my destination. And that's what we're talking about today in episode number 81, taking your business travel to the next level and incorporating leisure into it. This practice is better known as leisure travel. It is literally merging the merging of business and leisure travel. Now, pre-pandemic, leisure meant extending your business travel into leisure trip. Post-pandemic, there are now two types of leisure travel, extending your business trip or working remotely. So let's dive into both. And I'm gonna break both of them down to you and explain the difference between the two as well as how you can benefit from both of them and how you can do it and do it successfully. So let's start with the most popular and the first type of leisure travel, which is extending your stay. So imagine being sent to, let's say, Miami, Florida on a Wednesday and a Thursday for a two-day conference. Your flights and hotel paid by your company. So instead of coming back on Thursday night or Friday after the conference is over, you extend your stay in Miami until Sunday and enjoy the destination with great food, tours and activities, sightseeing, and perhaps a cruise to nowhere. Have y'all ever heard about a cruise to nowhere where you literally are just selling around for two days on a ship, you stop nowhere or cruise to nowhere. But I digress. We'll get into that later. But I'm just saying the possibilities of extending your stay of a company trip. That is what Bleacher Travel is all about. Taking your business trip to the next level and enjoying the destination that you are in. Now, if you have never heard of this, This ends today because this concept is on the rise and I want you all to start taking advantage of the amazing opportunity, especially if your company is footing the bill and paying the majority of the trip. However, you know, there are always tips and tricks to make this successful and not get your ass fired. So let's jump into some of those things that you need to know to make this success and keep your day job. Because the company sends you on a trip does not mean they foot the bill for the extended stay. Parts of leisure travel packages come out of the employee's pocket. Pocket, remember that. That's rule number one. Rule number one, you got to pay for the extended stay. Don't charge your company because that would get you fired. Number two, know your company's policy first before extending your stay and turning your trip into a leisure trip. Great idea is to know how much your plane ticket costs with the dates of your business versus the dates of your leisure return. If the cost is the same, then you have a case to justify being able to extend your stay. So, for example, if your company is sending you on a business trip that requires you to be in a destination on Thursday and Friday. They want you back on Thursday, but you decide to come back on Sunday. So the cost of the to come back on Friday versus the cost to come back on Sunday may be the exact same cost. 
Okay, so you tell your boss, hey, this is the exact same cost of coming back on Friday versus Sunday. I'm going to extend my stay to Sunday. The company is going to most likely pick up the bill. But you need to have that information. You need to do a cost comparison because you're going to need some backup. You're going to need some evidence on why you need to extend your stay. Unless your company has a policy about extending your stay, then it is completely acceptable to ask your boss about extending your stay. I always say, give the side-by-side of the cost of coming back after the business versus staying longer. It may be the same or less, but present that info to help your case. Be prepared to offer a good reason for not coming back right after the conference or business. You may say, hey, I don't want to travel that late. I don't want to get back into Nashville that late. So I'm going to come back on another day or wherever you're flying to. I'm just using Nashville as an example. You may say, I don't have anyone to pick me up from the airport that late. So I can't leave this late. Or I just want to stay the weekend and enjoy myself. If the cost is the same for the flight, What difference does it make if your company does not have a policy on extending your stay? As long as they're not having to pay extra, then you have a case for staying extra. If there is an extra cost, be prepared to pay that. It may not be a big of a difference where you're like, hey, I'm going to pay. Book your lodging separately. Of course, your company will pay for the days that you are there doing business but make sure that you book the extended stay separately. Now, hotels are so familiar with this. I've done this multiple times. You can either move yourself to a new hotel if what you your company is willing to pay is higher than what you're willing to pay. Now, you can book yourself to a new hotel and move yourself. Or you can book the same hotel and ask the hotel to combine the two reservations so that you don't have to change rooms and or pack up your stuff and move. Now, I've done that a million times, have booked two different reservations, talk to the hotel, combine them together. I can stay in my same room. So when you're booking your lodging, you have to decide, do I want to stay at the same hotel? Do I want to go to a new hotel? Regardless, if you stay at the same or move, you have to remember that the company should only pay for the dates of the business travel. The extended stay is your responsibility. And I say this because ain't nobody got time to be losing their well-paid job over a one or two night hotel stay. I'm not trying to lose my six figure job over a $200, $300 hotel stay. I'm just saying, let's put it in perspective. I'm just saying, think about it. So don't charge your company for an extended stay. That cost is on your own. If you are not staying over the weekend, but staying during the week, make it crystal clear what days are business days and what days are vacation days. So if your business trip is Wednesday and Thursday and say you're going to stay Friday, Saturday and Sunday, then let your company know my business days are Wednesday and Thursday. I'm taking a vacation day on Friday, so I will be out of office. Set the out of office reminder, let people know, although I was on this trip, I've extended my stay and I'm not working on Friday. So you have to let people know when you do a leisure trip, 
When you are extending your stay based on the trip that the company is paying, there are rules and regulations. So let's recap that. Those are number one, if you're extending your stay, check the company policy to see if there is frowned upon or if you can do it. If there's no company policy, then there's no rules or regulations. You take that into your own hands and you make the rules yourself. Number two, make sure that you have a side-by-side comparison on coming the plane ticket for coming back on the after your business is done versus extending your stay. If it's the same, you have a really good case. If you're extending your stay, then make sure you are paying for the extended portion of that stay and not billing it to your company. Because like I said, ain't nobody got time to be losing their good paying job over a couple of hundred bucks, a couple of hundred bucks for a couple of days versus thousands for a year. It's not worth it. And if you are doing a middle of the week extended stay, make sure you are crystal clear with your company on what days is the business days and what days is the travel day. And that's how you extend your stay when it comes to leisure. Now, as I mentioned, post-pandemic, during the pandemic and post-pandemic, there is a new type of leisure travel and that is remote working. That is blending personal getaways with remote work. That's another form of leisure travel that I am very familiar with and that I have been taking full advantage of since the pandemic. Now, you all have heard me mention this in other episodes where a lot of you don't know that I do have a full-time job. In addition to being a travel agent, having a podcast, you know, having a YouTube channel, everything. In addition to all of that, I have a full-time corporate job. And since the pandemic, I have been using the fuck out of leisure travel because we have been working from home for the past two years. I have been taking full advantage of leisure travel when it comes to working remotely. I have worked remotely in Cabo, San Lucas, Jamaica, Costa Rica, and just recently, I just returned from three weeks in California. I have spent anywhere from two to three weeks in each destination, enjoying being at an all-inclusive resort where I don't have to cook or clean, but let me tell you, I got this ring. Okay, sorry, y'all. I can't say cook or clean without saying, let me tell you how I got this ring. Okay, anyway, I have enjoyed being at (laughs) all-inclusive resorts where I don't have to cook or clean. I've had amazing restaurants to eat at every night. There is plenty of entertainment when I get off from work. I don't have to worry about drinking and driving. I have an amazing view from my room. I get off from work. I can go to the pool, the beaches in my backyard. Whereas at home, I don't have any of that. When I get off from work, I get off from work and I'm looking at the rooms, the walls in my house. Not to mention on the weekends, I can leave the resort and immerse myself into a destination with some cultural activities and some tours and some excursions. It is such a great way to get to know your destination and the locals. Now, normally I fly into a destination and I'm working and I'm going to work 
for two or four weeks, I'm going to take at least one week of vacation and work the rest of the time that I'm there. Just like recently, I was in California for three weeks. Now I took one week of vacation and I worked two weeks. I mean, come on, man. You are balancing the two and you need a vacation time too. Don't save the weekend for enjoying your destination. If you have vacation time, take it. Just because you're in a remote destination doesn't mean you can't use your vacation time. When I did two weeks in Jamaica, the first week I was there, I took vacation. The second week I worked. If you do two weeks in the destination, take one week of vacation and work one week. Or like I did do a destination where I had a lot going on and this, you got to know your work schedule. I had a lot going on that I couldn't take a full week. So while I was there, I took Thursday and Friday of each week that I was there because I couldn't take a full week. It just didn't work with my work schedule. So I was there for three weeks. I took Thursday and Friday of each week to make a full week. So you got to do what you got to do. You just got to work it. You got to know your own work schedule and you got to know what you have on your plate, what your workload is to determine when you can take a vacation. But I truly believe in don't go to a destination and work the entire time. Take some time off, enjoy the destination enjoy the locals, and work remotely. Why you should do this? Because you get to explore a new destination. It helps you rejuvenate. You save vacation days and you save money. Y'all, let's back up and let's revisit this. Let me start with you get to explore a new destination. When you spend more time in a destination, you get to enjoy it much more than in and out or a three or four day vacation. When I was in Costa Rica and I was there for three weeks, I mean, I would leave the resort, go into the tourist place. I would go on the beach and have happy hour, great food. I was getting off the resort. I was immersing myself into the retirement community that they have. You get to know the destination so much more when you spend so much more time there because you're not rushed. You're not rushed to enjoy the resort. You're not rushed to enjoy the destination. You have plenty of time to do both. And then it helps you rejuvenate. Like I said in previous episodes, I am very strict. I'm very routine. I have a set routine every day. I am by the book. And sometimes I hit a brick wall. Sometimes I got to get out of this house. Sometimes I got to get out of my routine. So that's when I book a flight, go somewhere for a couple of weeks. It helps me rejuvenate who I am as a person, who I am as a travel agent, and who I am as an entrepreneur. I mean, I get rejuvenated. I get juiced up. I mean, I get creative. I'm ready to you know, hit the ground running if I take myself out of my everyday routine and environment. Not only that, you save on vacation days. You know, if I go work somewhere for three weeks and I only take one week of vacation, I'm in a beautiful destination like Jamaica and Costa Rica for three weeks. And I've only used one week of vacation because then again, I'm working the rest of the days. You save money. Y'all, 
you save a lot of money, especially if you are at an all-inclusive resort. You are on the resort. All of your food is included. Your drinks are included. Your entertainment is included. There's no transportation. So you're not spending money buying groceries, going out on the weekends. Everything is already there. I have saved so much money. You wouldn't believe it, but I have saved so much money by spending time in a destination, even spending three weeks in California. I stayed with my dad, so I didn't have to pay for a place to stay. My food was included. You know, I could go to the grocery store in California, get liquor, the entertainment. I'm telling you, you save so much money by getting out of your environment and working in your destination and included with if you are extending your business trip and the company is paying for the plane ticket and two days, two or three days of your hotel stay. And all you got to do is pay two. You're, that's five days in the destination where you have saved on plane tickets and hotel. I mean, leisure travel is the way to go. What I want you all to take away from this episode, if you can't stay two and three weeks in the destination, not everybody can. People have kids, they got responsibility, and some people are not comfortable doing it. But w- the most important thing that I want you to take away from this episode is if your company sends you on a business trip that is two, one, two, or three days, I want you to try to make a point to extend that trip. Whether you go in before or you stay afterwards, depending on when the business is taking place. I want you to focus on extending that trip. So for example, like I mentioned earlier, if you go into a destination on a Wednesday and a Thursday and you have business meeting conferences or whatever, and you're supposed to fly back that Friday morning, extend that stay to Sunday. Find you something to do on Friday and Saturday to enjoy that destination. Whether it's a tour, a great restaurant, on the beach. I mean, some places you go, it's a beach destination. I want you to find something that you can do and a way to enjoy that destination. And you turn that business trip into a leisure trip, business plus leisure. That's what I want you to take away from this episode. All right, y'all. So again, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, episode number 81, where we are talking about combining business and leisure into a trip, leisure travel. That's where we're talking about today. So as always, all the important resources and information that I mentioned in this episode, you can find them in the show notes that are located on ericajamestravel.com. Thank you for listening all the way through. And if you learned something today, please, 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 I ask that you mention it in the review. Give me a review and mention it in applepodcast.com. It helps people to find my podcast episode. In addition, make sure you are following me on social media. Search for EJ the Travel Diva. 
follow me, tag me in the story and let me know your thoughts. So episode number 81 on combining business and leisure into a trip where we call it leisure travel. All right, y'all. That's it for me. Safe travels out there. Be safe. Don't get COVID. Keep yourself safe out there. And I hope you are back to traveling and feel more comfortable and more safe. I will catch you all in the next episode. Holla. Peace out.